give myself to you so you can use me. Come with us now, beloved, to the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. Isaiah, in the Old Testament, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. And if you're able, please stand out of reverence for the word of God. And listen now for the word of the Lord. But those who have suffered will no longer be in pain. The territories of Zebulun and Naphtali in Galilee were once hated. Oh, but this land of the Gentiles across the Jordan River and across the Mediterranean Sea will be greatly respected. Because those who walked in the dark have seen a bright light. And it shines upon everyone who lives in the land of darkest shadows. Our Lord, you have made your nation stronger. Because of your people, because of you, its people are glad and celebrate life. Workers at harvest time are like soldiers, dividing up what they have taken. You have broken the power of those who abused and enslaved your people. You have rescued them just as you saved your people from Median. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated, let us pray. Oh God, I, I give myself to you. Consecrate me now by thy power. Consecrate me now by thy grace and your mercy. Consecrate me now. And let your will, not my will, be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Smile with your mask on or without. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is walk in the light. Walk in the light. Isaiah 9 begins in the dark, a time of darkness. This prophet, Isaiah, some say was the greatest prophet that ever lived, a prophet, preacher, 
pastor called out by God to do the work of a prophet. Now, the work of a prophet is thus saith the Lord. So you don't get upset with prophets because prophets are here to say thus says the Lord. And that's why prophets were not popular at all in their day. In fact, they were killed because they came with a word from God. And people who lived in darkness didn't want to hear a word from God. And so Isaiah paints a depressing portrait of the earlier chapters. And in the opening verses of this ninth chapter, the people have been living in what we're going to know and call spiritual darkness. It's a spiritual time. It's a spiritual time. Spiritual darkness. They had been dwelling in the cold reality of death itself. Oh, we ought to know something about that. Worse, he tells us in verse 4 that the people had been afflicted by a burdensome yoke, a kind of heavy ball across their shoulders, even as they get driven forward under the stinging blows of an oppressor's guns and drugs, poverty, crimes, and powerlessness. All these images here are just, they're just awful. Isaiah goes on in verse 5 to talk about warrior's boots, about garments rolled in blood. And, and we can presume that this is the shed blood of the people who have been oppressed, enslaved, and murdered. Oh, I can hear. I can just hear the people back in the day saying what we say today. Screaming and crying with the slogan, Black Lives Matter Too. Beloved, the first thing that I would like to bring out today is this from the prophet Isaiah, going to the people and saying to them, in the worst of times, that God is coming with the light to destroy the darkness and the light, God gives a name. Beloved, the first thing I would like to bring out today is God's good news. That's good news. It's greater than any world's spiritual darkness. And the good news that Isaiah is talking about in this scripture lesson is the light with a name called Jesus. You know, the apostle John described that Jesus is coming as light coming into the darkness. And he said that the darkness could not extinguish it. In other words, the darkness could not take it down. Couldn't take it down. News coming from the light to expose and destroy the darkness. You know what, I don't care what we hear is going on in the world. The good news from God is that Jesus will overcome 
the world. I don't care what people tell you about yourself. The good news is that Jesus saves to the utmost. I don't care what the newspaper writes. The Bible says the word of God will stand the test of time. I don't care what the president or the Congress or the Senate say. God's word says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Don't listen to the words that come out of a dark world. Listen. Listen to the words of the one who is the light. Then you will hear the truth and be able to go on even in the worst of time. Oh, Lord, then when we'll be able to find something good to say, to feel, to think, even in the worst of times. Only then, when we know Jesus, will we be able to see the light of Jesus, even when things seem dark and dim. God's good news is greater than the world's bad news. Whose report will you believe. One of the problems is in our darkness, we are biblically illiterate. <laughs> and so it's hard to live with the light when you don't know the light. Listen, listen. When we speak of darkness and light, we're not talking about color. We're talking about symbolically dark and light with the understanding that darkness is the absence of light. People who live in darkness live without Jesus, without knowing Jesus, without obeying Jesus, without loving Jesus, without adoring Jesus, without fat. Darkness is the absence of Jesus. Darkness is negative thinking. Darkness is void of truth. Darkness is like a, a hole. Darkness has no power on its own. Spiritual darkness is the state of a person who's living apart from God, a person living in rebellion to God and God's will. Oh, don't we love to have our way today? Therefore, spiritual darkness means not having a relationship with God. Oh, I say this all the time. This denomination talks more about the relationship between the pastor and the lay people, which is trivial. Trivial. In the black church, you know who's in charge. Ain't no question about who's in charge in the black church. But I say to this denomination, I say, you are more interested in the relationship between lay people and pastor than you are between lay people and Jesus. And even the pastor and Jesus. I'm talking about the relationship that matters because if those relationships, we are in relationship to God and to Jesus and to his way, we ain't got to worry about nothing else. <laughs> now we are accustomed to, to street lights. And we are accustomed to house lights. But I had never experienced real darkness 
until I was leaving one of four of my small churches that I was assigned to at the same time I was in seminary at Perkins, the seminary, one of the finest, Perkins School of Theology in Dallas. They, they would give you some churches if, if your grades were up to par and they thought because the experience teaches you more than the classroom. Glory to God. And so when I got these four little churches, I asked my, my mentor, Pastor Dr. Holmes, I said, should I take it? He said, well, yes, yeah, it makes sense because, uh, you know, at your age, you will want to come out with both the degree and the experience simultaneously. It'll help you. And so I took four churches way in the country. Now, I, I hadn't been like that in the country. I grew up in, in Lubbock, Texas. That was a college town. And so all college towns are kind of pristine and have everything that you can think of because they want the people. They don't love the people. They ain't all about They want the people to go to the college. And so when I was in the dark in the country, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, it was, it's a different kind of dog. Ain't no street lights. It's dog. Ain't no house lights. It's dog. You thank God for the moon. I'm talking about dark. If you have ever been on a camping trip in the woods where there is no artificial light, you know what darkness is. When you walk into your house in the darkness, the first thing you reach for, what? Is the light switch. Because in the darkness, you might trip over something. You might walk into something in the darkness. You might stumble and fall in the darkness. You can't see your way. The darkness is an uncomfortable place to be because we feel helpless in the dark and vulnerable in the dark and out of control in the dark. You cannot see in the dark. Anything can happen to you. In the dark, somebody could sneak up from behind. Ooh, could be people hiding in the darkness. Ooh. Darkness can even create illusions. You know, you hear things, you, it wasn't nothing. But, but you heard it. But when the light came on, it wasn't nothing there. Darkness. Even today, more crime happens at night. More, most crimes happen in dark places. There's just something negative about the dark and something powerful about the light. Can I get an amen? And, and listen, listen, even if you turn on just one light, just one light, or even light a small candle, you can see enough to get by, and the more light you turn on, the clearer you can see. Are you getting this? There was a song used to say, and if everyone lit just one little candle, what a bright world this would be. 
It is light that overcomes darkness, not the other way around. It is positive energy that overcomes negative energy, not the other way around. It's good that overcomes evil, not the other way around. It is Jesus who overcomes the devil, not the other way around. Jesus is a symbol of the light because light is power. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. Oh, then the second thing I'd like to point out is, is this. God's good news, I said God's good news to the people that day and today. God's good news will transform bad news. That's why our mission is to go and make disciples for the transformation of the world. If you know that's true, just say, say amen, amen. Because God's good news is greater than the world's bad news. It's able not only to overcome it, it can even transform it. Transform it. The Bible says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. God works in the good things. God works in the bad things. Remember this, remember this. The only power that darkness has is to convince us that there is no light. Darkness takes hope away. Light brings hope. Our lesson says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Jesus is the light of the world. Oh, but beloved, we all know about those times. Somebody say those times. Oh, my God. About those times in, in every person's life when when despair comes and sets in like a cloud. Those times when it looks like nothing's going to work out and the future promises no change. Hopes are dashed and dreams die and disappointment sets in and that's how we feel when the lights go out. Oh, but if we just turn the light on. See, the light's always there. But the light ain't going to just pop on. You got to want the light to come on. You got to go buy you some lights so they'll come on. You got to spend time going, looking around for the right light. Light is available to us if we want the light. But if we just turn the light on God on any situation, we'll be able to remember something. Because we must always remember that even in the Romans execution of Jesus, they could not extinguish the light. Because the good that God would do through the cross would transform the worst that the world would try to do. God's good news would always turn evil into good and, and curses into blessings. God's good news would turn a mess into a miracle. And I know that when you are in the middle of a mess or in the midst of disappointment, that it's just hard to hear. Oh, but when you're a child of God, 
when you are a child of God, there is always some good news to be found in the midst of trouble. There is always the promise that God will take what the devil meant for evil and he'll turn it into good. You and I always blessed. Even though the midst of a mess, you know, it was the worst of times. A scripture lesson today is talking about for the people of Israel. All but the best of times was promised in the coming of a person named Jesus. He's here today. You just turn on the light and hold on to his hands. The third thing that I would like to bring out of this lesson is God's good news will do away with the world's bad news. Now, this is the third time. If y'all don't get it now. Because the day is coming when bad news will no longer exist. When the television and the news in America will have to shut down. Because they have trained the people in our country to want to see and hear bad news. Why do you think they keep, we complain they play bad news, but when they do good news, when don't we turn it off? So they want that money, because America's all about money. So they're going to give you the bad news, because the bad news is what you pay for. Oh, help me, God, help me. The, the good news will do away with the world's bad news. The day is coming when bad news won't exist. It will not even be in our memories. Oh, but, say but, we have to be looking for good news if we're going to find good news. We have to believe that God brings the best of times in the middle of the worst of times. We, we have to receive the good news into our heart and make it a part of our life. Oh, child of God, it is so easy to live in the darkness. It is. Just live in the darkness. Just stay in the bed. <laughs> live in the darkness. Don't try to help nobody. Live in the darkness. Call folk and gossip. Live in the darkness. See the worst things. Because the best don't show up in the darkness. And sometimes we can live as though there is no good news. Do you know we've become a society that we accentuate the negative you know, if somebody at a restaurant cooks your food and then they bring it to you and you don't like it, so you got to be careful about that. I don't understand why people, I, I don't understand why people get mad at somebody who just brought my food and then allow them to take it back out of my sight. I try to be conscious of those things. And there are times when I've said to a waiter, may I speak to the manager? They get all nervous and upset and they bring the manager and I said, manager, I just want to say that this person is the kindest waitress or waiter I have ever been served by. And you know what? 
they might need a raise. And then, oh, yeah, they don't want to hear it no more. But accentuate. That's what we do. The negative. You could have done good things and good things and good things, and then you slip as a human being and make a mistake. Do you know what people are going to remember? The mistake. That's, that's living in darkness. And sometimes we can live as though there is no good news, only bad news. We be like Darth Vader, you know, Darth We'd be like Darth Vader in the Star Wars series. We decide to go over to the dark side. We don't want to hear no preacher talk. We don't want to hear the word. We don't want to do nothing for the church. We, we, dark side. And you know what's so sad? People don't even know they're in the dark side because they never knew the light. See, when you know the light, and you even start over there. You're going to go, oh, no. Because you can see in the darkness when you are covered and enhanced and have the light living inside of you. You know when they say, I don't I, uh, uh. No. All the church wants is your money. Well, <laughs> you know, the Lord said tithe and so... You don't want to give and make up stuff like that ain't even in the Bible, but I'm going to give. People say, you ain't got to be a member of a church to go to heaven. Hey, the devil is a lie. You didn't moved over. Because the Bible says, forsake not the assembly. The Bible says, keep my Sabbath day holy. When you're in the dark, There are some things you just don't know, but the worst thing about being in the dark is can't nobody tell you nothing. You, you're not teachable in the dark. You see, people from the light will come to talk to you, but you don't want to listen. We go over to the dark side because today, you know, we have just adapted to the dark side. You can do anything on the dark side. And on the dark side, the dark would tell you that uh, it don't make no difference. The dark side says everybody going to heaven. The dark side says, oh, your spouse may not you know what people used to believe? They used to believe if the wife especially joined the church, then the husband was automatically a member. Ain't that sad? Because when the light, see the light's going to come to get the people in the dark. Jesus said, I came to save. So all them people in the dark, that's who Jesus is going to. Come to get. Now, if they don't want the light, he will never force the light on you. If you want, if you like the dark, he'll let you stay in the dark. Because light or dark is a choice. And we've just adapted 
to the dark side. We hold on to the sin found in the darkness. Living in rebellion to God and what God wants from us is equivalent to living in spiritual darkness. So the world today we live in is very dark because people have left the church. And if they do come to church, they don't want to hear the word. Oh, help me up in here, somebody. Darkness is consuming our land because we can see and feel it all around us. We can live with anger and negativism. We can now live in the pessimism and despair. We can look for the worst and fail to believe the best. It's just so easy to believe in the power of darkness. It seems so strong at times. It appears to be all around us today. Gang violence, black and brown mamas and fathers on television crying over the death of their children. Expectations of war, anticipation of chemical warfare, babies is being thrown away, parents killing their children, children going and killing sprees, big businesses laying off workers, people living in the streets of still the richest country in the world, children growing up too fast, sickness and disease. I'm talking about darkness, dog. However, say however, in the midst of all of this Darkness. There is one who will come again. He will come. His name is Jesus. And Jesus himself told us this. You know, we're always talking about God and Jesus. We, if we haven't read the Bible, we don't know them. Because they introduced themselves. God will tell you who he is. You can't tell him who he is. The word of God will tell you who God is. Jesus said to the people, I am. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Don't listen to people talking about Jesus who ain't no, don't know the Bible. Can't hear without a preacher. People can be in their church all life and don't know nothing. How do I know? Because I grew up in a United Methodist church was M-E something back then. That, that focus wasn't on the word of God. I grew up with them. That focus was on themselves. They like to show off and be seen and be in charge and run something that they didn't even know how to run. Help me, God. It was just so out of, out of order, my little church. Just out of order. And it's a pretty little church. I, I've been there several times. I, I went there when I, first, I was getting ready to retire the first time. And... and uh, I've told you this before, everything is the same. It's the same. <laughs> I looked over at the little organ, I said, I said, I said, I started playing the little organ when I was 12. Do you know how long ago that was? 
this was a few years back, I say it, I say it, is that the same instrument that I used to play? They said, yes. I said, no, no wonder there ain't but a few of y'all up in here. You ain't made no changes. Holy Spirit changing, he, he's like the wind. He moves, he changes, he does things his way. We got to keep up with him. Y'all way back in yesterday with them trucks and stuff. We don't do that no more. I remember them, but they in a box. I don't use them because this is a new day. New things are happening. Different things are happening. This is a day of testing and of judgment from God. Who's in the dark and who's in the light? He said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. Isn't it amazing? People love the New Testament, but... The prophet had prophesied about Jesus in the Old Testament. So you got to know both of them. And he's going to pick everything up and show his mighty power. See, Jesus was never a wimp. Jesus was a leader with us. And with power. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Are we going to call him the Prince of Peace? And those of us who claim Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, the Bible says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Jesus said, I said, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Those who believe in me will not live in darkness. Jesus is the word made flesh. And the word of God is our light. We must turn on the spiritual light of Jesus. Nahum 1 and 7 says, the Lord is good. It's always good in the good times and the bad times. God is still good. He's a stronghold in a day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, then you believe also in me. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. I say it all the time. Stop expecting people to do for you only what God can do for you. Spend some time with the Lord. What people don't know is that most people Pastors are really loners. People call us loners, but we really have to spend more time with the Lord than we do the people. 
Ah, uh, you people used to like to lock the pastor up in the office. What time are you at the office? And what time is the office closed? I'm never in the office. The world is my office. Jesus is my office. God is my office. Prayer is my office. Hope is my office. Healing is my office. And I refused a long time ago to babysit a church. It's time to grow up. It's time to see the light. My scripture lesson in Isaiah 9 says, but those who walked in the dark have seen a bright light. Oh, through all of these things that God is allowing in the world, it's just to get our attention. And when he gets our attention through all of this, we will see a brighter light and a brighter light and a brighter light. And Jesus said in the Gospel of John, he said, I am the light. The world. I was, I was everywhere when I was young. I loved the church. So sometimes I'd go to church with my friends who were mostly Baptists. Praise God's holy name. And then I'd go to church with my friends who were Pentecostal. Because I promised God I wouldn't get stuck in a Methodist church without going to church. Church is church. Ain't no group of people better than another group of people. God ain't no United Methodist. God ain't no Pentecostal. God ain't no Baptist. God ain't no Presbyterian or Lutheran or Episcopalian. God is the light of the world. And you need to visit around sometime. You need to know what other people are doing. Hallelujah, God. I used to love the song. We, uh, I say we because I just became a part of wherever I was. I just loved to worship and I, and I loved God. And oh, I loved the Baptist music. I was embarrassed to get up singing them little hymns like white people like we used to do. And then the people be nice and they would try to clap for us. But when the Baptists sang, they got, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. They was trying to be nice to the little Methodist people. Lord have mercy. All the little Methodist people, the teachers and the lawyers and the doctors and the ones who thought about they were somebody. Anyway, it was a church made up of the somebodies. Oh, Lord have mercy. If you wasn't a somebody, you lived in the darkness of being a somebody and you could call yourself Methodist. Now, I know all churches have that, but our little church who wanted to leave its own authentic style of worship some of us got upset, so we fought for a book called The Songs of Zion. Y'all don't even know the history of that. We fought for our own music. But I'd go to the Baptist church, and I'm telling you, there was a song they would sing. Oh, I want, I want, I want y'all to sing it. Hold on, me, I call. 
Because y'all knew just what I was talking about when I asked for that, wasn't you? Some of y'all might know it if you do, just sing it with us. Walk in the light.
he wants everybody to walk in the light, the spiritual light, the holy light of a man named Jesus, precious Jesus. Rose and Sharon, Prince of Peace. Oh Lord, come split open the darkness in our world and rise up, Jesus. Rise up and say. those of you watching or those of you even in the church to know that these are some serious times. These are serious times. It's a spiritual time like we have never seen before. You must make the effort. Turn on the light switch. You must realize that at this present time we're living in a darkness that only God can destroy. Get a new walk. Oh, on the dark side you might can crawl, you might can scoot, you might walk with your head down, you may hide out, oh, oh, but when you walk with your shoulders back, when you walk with your testimony in your mind, when you walk with the freedom you just don't when, when you you know you gotta stroll when the light of Jesus is on you some parts of African culture say that the reason the hips of a black woman are large is because spiritually when we walk I walk and I sway It's a time to surrender. Oh, I want not to the police. But to God. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to sit down. I can remember when I was at a church that I was there 20 years. And I can remember when I'd come out in my robe that all the kids had so many young people, the children began to stand up. 
then everybody, when I walked out, would stand up. And so I got to the place where I said, you know, I'm just kind of uncomfortable with that. That's, that's a little too much. And the youth told me, they said, Pastor, if we stand for a judge in court, who doesn't care anything about us. If that's the only time we could stand for somebody who walks out in a robe, we can stand for somebody who represents the Lord. So we stand for you, Pastor. God and all those who represent God deserve a standing ovation today. Walk in the light. And now it is our offering time. It is our offering time. It is time. It is time to give to God that which belongs to Him in the first place. The Ashilos will take up the offering here. So good to see so many of you here today. And I trust that those of you who are watching will give this on the screen the many, many opportunities. I know you're looking for them because you're in the light. The many opportunities to give to God's church cheerfully don't be in the dark talking about the church just don't know how to spend my money you don't either <laughs> you over there in the dark spending your money on cigarettes spending your money on liquor you over there in the dark calling QVC and HSN when you ain't got no money Find a new car that you can show around. That's the darkness. Oh, but in the light, you give God praise and adoration and respect by being obedient to his word. He's watching. He watched the woman who gave two pennies. He's watching. He's watching everything we do because he can see in the dark. Be careful, everybody. Get ready. Get ready. Be ready. So as we go, please stand and let the church say,